What's up, what's up, what's up, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside, a podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray. And now that the dust has settled on both of our Los Angeles area basketball teams, I'm referring to, of course, the Lakers and the Clippers. We can now talk about the needs of these two teams moving forward. Uh, As you all know, the Phoenix Suns is currently playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Game four is tonight in Milwaukee, and that's looking to be a pretty good series moving forward. But as far as the L.A. teams, what do the Lakers need in free agency? Uh, The draft. Are they going to keep Dennis Schroeder? Uh, Andre Drummond, is he a keeper? Mark Gasol, what are you going to do with Mark Gasol? And then the Clippers, they have to answer the question now in terms of what is Kawhi Leonard going to do. Uh, The Clippers are pretty much hamstrung, and that decision is pretty much up to Kawhi. So even though the Lakers and the Clippers are no longer in the playoffs, there's still a whole lot of basketball to talk about in terms of our L.A. basketball teams. And, of course, I am here to do just that. But before I get started on that, let's hear a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. Let me restate that, folks. $7 billion with a B to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app and sign up using code TBPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code TBPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I saw you when you stepped into the club. All right, all right, all right, basketball fans, welcome back to L.A. Courtside. I want to start off this first segment by talking about the L.A. Lakers and what they need to do in the offseason. Again, just because these two teams are not in the playoff, playoffs, excuse me, doesn't mean that there's not anything to talk about. Heck, if that was the case, I wouldn't be on here doing this podcast, right? But there's plenty to talk about in the offseason during this summer for both of these teams. Uh, You you got the free agency, you got the draft coming up, you know, who do you keep, who do you ship out, Uh, you know, what rumors are floating around out there. Just a lot of information about uh, NBA basketball. It's really a year-long sport, pretty much just like the NFL. But in terms of the Lakers and their needs, uh, of course, uh, there's needs at center. They're not not sure what they're going to do with uh, Mark Gasol. You have that decision to make. Andre Drummond. I don't think is going to be coming back to the Lakers because he's going to command a lot of money that I don't think the Lakers will be 
willing to pay. So they have to figure out what they're going to do at the center spot. And then the guard spots as well. I mean, you, you, you have Caruso. You have to figure out what you're going to do with him. And, of course, the big one is Dennis Schroeder, who turned out to be, uh, I wouldn't say a major disappointment, but a disappointment nonetheless when he came over to the Lakers. And he was just way, way too inconsistent. And, you know, he's a guy that turned down, everyone knows, the four-year, $84 million contract, allegedly uh, turned that down. And he may come to regret that because I don't think the Lakers are going to offer him that. I don't think any other team in the NBA is going to offer him that. So not so sure that Shooter's going to be on this team. But in this particular segment, just want to talk about shooting for the Lakers really quick. They need shooters. They need shooters, man. I mean, you guys have you, you've seen the play. You know, LeBron James drives to the basket. He breaks the defense down, you know, passes it out on the wing, on the perimeter. They pass it around a few, a few times, and Dennis Schroeder, you know, he may clank one up there. You have uh, Crusoe, who's not the best shooter in the world. You know, when he gets hot, just like any NBA player, you know, he can hit some shots, but he's not consistent. KCP, uh, at the beginning of the season, started off really, really strong shooting the three ball, but then as the season progressed, he regressed, and he was not the three-point shooter that he was at the beginning of the season. Now KCP is under contract and you're not going to get rid of him unless there's some sort of trade possibility there. So you have Schroeder who I don't think that the Lakers are going to resign. So who's going to be the shooter on this particular team? Now there's some unrestricted free agents out there that the Lakers may not have to uh, uh, mortgage the farm, so to speak, to get. And there's three players that I just want to briefly talk about really, really quickly here. And one of them is Wayne Ellington. Now, Wayne Ellington is a, a veteran basketball player. And Wayne Ellington can shoot the lights out, man. When this dude gets hot, he can shoot the basketball. Now, in this last season, he averaged nine points a game. Um, he's not particularly an assist guy. You know, he's not going to break down the defense and all of that. But the guy can shoot the pill. And that's what the Lakers need. They need somebody that can shoot the ball from the outside. This man's nickname is the Golden Arm. The Golden Arm, Wayne Ellington. And he can flat out ball, man. When he gets hot, you know, he can put him up quickly. And the Lakers need to make a decision on who they're going to get in there to uh, play that particular role. And whoever plays next to LeBron James, they're going to have plenty, plenty of opportunities to uh, get shots, you know, and especially when Anthony Davis comes back healthy. They, you know, they dump the ball down to either LeBron James drives to the basket or he dumps it down to AD. A double team comes, they throw it back out, and then, you know, you throw it out to somebody like a Wayne Ellington who can shoot the ball. Now, they don't need a guy like that to come in and start. Wayne Ellington can simply come off the bench and just be a scorer. You know, his field goal percentage was 44% from the field. His three-point percentage was 42%, which is pretty, pretty good. So that's a guy that they need to uh, look out for in the free agent signing period. Now, another guy who played for the New York Knicks is Reggie Bullock. And by the way, Wayne Ellington is a former 
uh, Detroit Pistons. It seems like the Pistons kind of get rid of all of their best players. As you all know, I'm really from Detroit, so I'm kind of dialed in to what the Pistons are doing as well. Wayne Ellington is a former Piston. Reggie Bullock, uh, currently of the Knicks, he's an unrestricted free agent. However, he's also a former Detroit Piston. And he played with the New York Knicks last year, played very, very well, averaging 10.9 points per game. Again, not an assist guy, not someone that's going to break down the defense. He's okay defensively, not the best defensive uh, guard in the NBA. But again, the Lakers defensively are good enough, but they don't need a guy like Reggie Bullock to be an all-league defensive player. They just need somebody that can shoot the pill from downtown. Uh, 44% from the field. 41% from three-piece land, 90% from the free-throw line. He has some very, very good games for the New York Knicks in the playoffs. And again, he is an unrestricted free agent. And if the Lakers sign him or whatever team signs Reggie Bullock, they're they're not going to have to, uh, again, mortgage the farm for a guy like Reggie Bullock. Now, the third guy that I'm going to mention here is a guy that I would – Go after now. You don't have to mortgage the farm either, but you end up paying more for this particular guy than you would for Reggie Bullock and or Wayne Ellington, and that is my man Doug McDermott, A.K.A. Dougie McBuckets, Dougie McBuckets of the Indiana Pacers. He averaged thirteen point six points per game. He shot fifty three percent from the field. 38% or almost 39% from three-piece land, 81% from the free-throw line. This guy can flat-out shoot the ball, flat-out shoot the ball. Back when he was with Creighton, he can shoot the basketball back then. He is an unrestricted free agent, and again, he may cost a little bit more than, say, a Reggie Bullock or a Wayne Ellington may cost you, but I feel that Dougie McBuckets would be a very, very good addition to the Los Angeles Lakers if they were able to get a player like that, averaging 13 points per game. So those are the three guys that I would personally target. Uh, Of course, there's more options for the Lakers uh, in the free agency and the trade market as well. You know, other than Doug McDermott, Reggie Bullock, and Wayne Ellington, there's rumors out there that the Lakers may be interested in a sign and trade for Kyle Lowry of Toronto. Well, good luck with that. Signing him, yes. What, what, What trade chips are you going to have? to send back to Toronto or that Toronto would want in a sign and trade. That would be rather difficult for the Lakers to pull off. But if Rob Palenka can do that, hey, more power to him. If you have a if you have a team that has Kyle Lowry and LeBron James and A D, you have a very formidable formidable basketball team. If they can pull that off. So the guard play is something that the Lakers need to address for sure, in the offseason, along with their center position. LeBron James, of course, only has, I would say, what, two more years left? You know, before he probably thinks about hanging them up. Uh, AD, you know, he has many years left, but, of course, he has that injury bug, the injury concern. You know, a lot of people tease him that when he gets out of bed, he gets injured. Yep, that's the running joke going around about Anthony Davis. But I just think the guy just had a little bit bad luck throughout his career with injuries. Just my opinion. But as long as LeBron James and AD is on that team and you surround them with some very, very good players, the Lakers will be in the hunt in the Western Conference. And I fully expect for them to be 
in the hunt next year if they make the right changes on this roster. So again, Laker fans, um, it's, it, it'll be all there for the taking again next year. It's all up to the management, Rob Palinka and his team to uh, to uh, improve this basketball team. And, I, and again, I fully expect the Lakers to do just that. In my second segment, I want to talk about the other team in the Staples Center, the team across the locker room, the L.A. Clippers, and what their situation they're going through with Kawhi Leonard. Right. If you are wondering what the song of the week is on L.A. Courtside, that little piece I was playing or have been playing throughout this particular episode, it is called Mr. Sexy Man by Nelly Tiger Travis. Hey, Mr. Sexy Man. I like the beat. The words I'm not all that thrilled about, but the beat is just off the chain, off the hook. So the next topic uh, in this next segment about the L.A. Clippers, of course, and just like the Lakers and all the rest of the teams in the NBA, there is room for improvement, of course. The Lakers, I'm sorry, the Clippers. I got to get those mixed up all the time. I wonder why. <laughs> the Clippers uh, made it to the Western Conference Finals for their, the first time in their history. Great accomplishment. Great accomplishment. I mean, with the injury to Kawhi that I'm going to talk about here in a second, uh, they, they pretty much, I would say they overachieved. I mean, uh, those guys were balling. Reggie Jackson, Paul George, all those guys were balling out. And at the end of the day, they just didn't have enough to beat Phoenix. Now, again, the Clippers will have a lot of questions in the offseason, again, like many other teams. For example, what are they going to do with Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson has played himself into a very large contract. If it's not with the Clippers, it's going to be with somebody. So, Steve Ballmer, you're going to have to come out your pockets, baby. Open up that wallet. Uh, like I always mention, you gave Luke Kennard 64 stacks, $64 million, baby, for four years. Where are you going to pay Reggie Jackson? So that's a question that they're going to have to ask uh, in terms of Jackson. But going back to Kawhi Leonard, of course, uh, the injured knee that he had against the Utah Jazz. Now, just the other day, the team announced that Kawhi actually has a partially torn ACL. As we all know, during these playoffs, it was just described as a, uh, a sprained ankle. I'm sorry, a sprained knee. And he was listed as, you know, game to game as, as terms of where or when he was going to play. Uh, they never ruled him out for the entire playoffs. Of course, it ended up being like that. But for some reason, this injury was kept hush hush. I just can't believe that it took all this time to discover that he had a partially torn ACL. But in any event. That's what he has. Now, it complicates matters for not necessarily Kawhi Leonard, but for the Clippers. Because Kawhi Leonard is in a player option in this particular contract that he's under. So now Kawhi has a, has a decision to make. And and there's some you know risk involved with Kawhi Leonard as well. Does he exercise this player option? And then, 
you know, take a chance on getting injured next year. Well, that's going to be a chance anyway, whether he does his player option or not. But right now, it seems to me that the option that he has is to uh, take the player option, play with the Clippers, and then he'll have his full bird rights next year and he can sign a five year max contract with the Clippers next year that will play pay Kawhi the max. Now that gets kind of dicey if he gets hurt again next year or re-injures this knee and makes it even worse, then Kawhi will not be getting a max contract, in my opinion. Now, the other option that Kawhi has, of course, is to uh, sign the early bird rights this year with the Clippers, which will be a four-year deal. And it won't be as much as a max deal, but at least he will have the security of a four-year contract. So he has that option. Either he signs the four-year early bird max and has that four-year security, or he takes a chance, he exercises his player option, plays well next year, does not get injured, then he signs the five-year max deal for probably over $200 million. So it's going to be interesting to see what Kawhi Leonard does in terms of his decision that he has to make. Now, obviously, the Clippers need Kawhi Leonard in order to win a championship. They don't have him on his team. They are not going to win. It's just that simple. And, you know, Kawhi knows that. He knows that. He has he has certain types of leverage over the Clippers because the Clippers know that they can't win a, a championship without Kawhi Leonard either. As good as Paul George played, as good as Reggie Jackson played, they need Kawhi Leonard in order to win a championship so both sides have you know they have a little leverage on their side uh but i think in this instance Kawhi probably has more leverage than the clippers do because again the clippers uh, or Kawhi leonard knows that the clippers need him in order to win a championship so what i'm thinking that Kawhi is going to do again if i don't know if he's a betting man or not that's the that's the deal about Kawhi Leonard. No one really knows much about this guy outside of the basketball court. You don't know what's in his head. You know, you know, he never uh, puts his emotions on his sleeves. You don't know what he's thinking. You know, does he bet on himself next year? Is he a gambler? Because that's what he would be doing if he just goes that player option and takes a chance on not getting hurt. Is he that type of guy that, that will do that? If he has a, an injury such as a uh, an Achilles injury, like Kevin Durant had. Now, Durant had the same type of situation. He had the Achilles injury, was out all year, and was still able to sign a max deal. So is Kawhi Leonard, is he the type uh, that's going to be able to do that? Kawhi Leonard has a, a more of a injury-prone career, I would say, than Kevin Durant does. So I don't know if another team is going to take a chance on signing him to a max contract coming off a couple of injuries if he was to get injured next year. So I'm thinking it's just my opinion that Kawhi Leonard is going to sign the early bird rights that he has and signs that four year deal and has a little security there. Well, not a little security four years. I mean, that's still going to be over like $170 million. You know, none of us, uh, at least not me. It's going to be seeing any money like that anytime soon unless I hit some damn lottery or something like that. But it is security for, you know, an NBA player like a, a Kawhi Leonard. So he has that decision to make in the offseason. And then uh, one more time again, Reggie Jackson, the Clippers are really going to have to 
have a, a big decision to make when it comes to Reggie Jackson. I mean, he plays so well, uh, in, especially in Kawhi's absence. He was the second best player on the floor, no doubt. No doubt about it for the Clippers. You know, you had, you had uh, Paul George, and then you had Reggie Jackson. And, I mean, he was making big shot after big shot. He wasn't turning the ball over. He's not the best defensive player in the world, but he never has been. So the Clippers are going to have to make a decision there. I think they're going to re-sign Reggie Jackson. Not sure if it's going to be four or five years, but he's going to get paid. And he should get paid. It's that simple. Reggie Jackson should get paid, and he will. And if the Kawhi comes back uh, relatively healthy, which, you know, this is a partially torn ACL, so he should. This is not an injury that will keep him out for 12 months, which uh, if you have a complete tear of the ACL, um, you normally come back in 12 months. A partially torn ACL would bring Kawhi back probably sometime in the middle of the season next year. And then he can come back fully healthy. I'm sure the Clippers will still be winning games. And then he can fit right into that lineup and the Clippers can go on and ball like they normally do. So I believe that's exactly what's going to happen. So next year for the Clippers, you will have your big three, which will include Reggie Jackson. You have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard. And now you just go out and ball and then put some other pieces around you that can help you make it at least back to the Western Conference Finals and then possibly the NBA Finals for the first time in your history. So as it stands right now, that's where our two Los Angeles teams are. Again, during this summer, I will be talking L.A. and Clipper, uh, Lakers and Clippers basketball all throughout the summer. I'll be talking about the draft coming up, more free agent talk, uh, things that are going on outside of the court. We're still going to talk Lakers. We're still going to talk Clippers. I'll be talking, heck, I'll be talking some college basketball in the L.A. area, USC, UCLA, high school basketball. Uh, players from around the L.A. area. I know the Detroit Pistons have the number one pick in the draft. One of my next uh, episodes on my YouTube channel, which is also called L.A. Courtside, I'll be talking about Jalen Green, who is from the California area and who played with uh, the G League. And he is destined to be one of the top three picks in the draft. And you also have Evan Mobley for USC, uh, who's also paired to go in the top three. Kay Cunningham is the consensus number one player in this draft. But you have those two California boys who may be the number one pick for the Detroit Pistons. So I will be talking about that also. So there's still a whole lot of basketball to talk. L.A. Ray will be right here with you on this podcast. By the way, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, go to wherever you get your podcast from. Whatever platform you use, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to L.A. Courtside to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And again, this podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and also sponsored by DraftKings.com. And with that, L.A. fans, until the next episode, peace.